Welcome to the New Day Community Church Sermon Podcast. We hope you are encouraged by this message from the Nichols Road Campus. For more info, look us up at newdaycommunity.org. All right, good to be here. Bless you all who are able to come in person as well as those who are joining us online. Uh, We are continuing the Practicing God's Presence series, and we really wanted to take this month to talk about really practical things that we can do to practice God's presence. So each message is focused on um, encouraging you to put these things into practice in your own life. We started with prayer, that we were to dig prayer, to get uh, daily, uh, be intentional, uh, and come to God with a grateful heart in our prayer lives. Last week, the mentors shared on hearing God's voice and how we can learn. It's it's actually a skill that we need to learn to tune in to the voice of the Lord. And today I'm going to be talking about this thing called soaking or soaking prayer. And for some of you, you've heard it and you're familiar with it and have known about it for years. But for others, this may be the first time you've ever heard of this practice called soaking prayer. And I'll I'll explain it as we go through it a little bit. But let's just jump into the scriptures. This is one uh, powerful form of prayer that I encourage uh, everyone to do. And and anyone can do it, uh, especially in this season when we're limited in gathering. You can do it personally and privately. And my life has been uh, changed by it. So soaking prayer... There's a very, very famous verse. Almost everyone has heard it, Christian and non-Christian alike, because it's one of the most quoted verses from the Bible, the Lord, uh, from Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Isn't that beautiful? It's a beautiful psalm. Uh, But what does it really say? What does it look like to be made to lie down? All right, have you ever thought of that? You know, uh, the Lord is my shepherd. He makes me lie down. It's like, (laughs) he takes you by the, puts his hand on his shoulder and says, lie down. This is not an option. He doesn't invite you to lie down. He doesn't allow you to lie down. He makes you lie down. Huh. Huh. So let's take this out of the religious platitude level and and put it into what does that actually look like and when does that happen? If the Lord is your shepherd, when was the last time he made you lie down? And if he's never made you lie down... Is he your shepherd? Mm. The results of this biblical principle, activity, experience, is that it leads to a restoration of your soul, leads to righteousness. Don't we all need and want that? How many want your souls restored? And to be led in paths of righteousness. You know, life sucks life out of your soul. (laughs) Just the day-to-day routine, the challenges we face. And we need times where there's restoration, where we can get our spiritual tanks filled up. And this is one of them. And it comes 
by lying down at the presence of the Lord. Soaking prayer is a simple practice that positions us, and the underline all caps that word position, it, it, it literally means you get into a position, and in the psalm there it's lying down, to receive from God. Now I put in there regardless of feelings, because often when I do soaking, and I, I've done it over uh, many, many years, decades now, and I go in seasons, sometimes I do it a lot, and sometimes I'll go months without doing it, and I'll almost forget about it. And then I'll, and I'll do it again. I'm like, oh, wow, I can't believe I haven't done that for so long. And so whether you feel something when you're soaking, when you take time to lie down in God's presence, whether you feel something or not, doesn't matter. You're, you're, you're submitting to this uh, principle and practice that are, is biblical to receive restoration of your soul and being led in righteousness. And that's where the faith aspect comes in. You do it out of obedience and God meets you there. And you may feel something in the moment or you may uh, notice that your life changes in the days and weeks following, especially if you establish this as a practice in your life. Jesus said, when you pray, go into your room and when you have shut your door, pray to your father who is in the secret place and your father who sees in secret will reward you openly. So what does it mean to shut your door? And some people actually have a, a closet, and, and, and that's great for you if you do that. But it means, just, it means remove distractions. Find a place and a way where you can remove all distractions in your life. Get into a room alone or, or turn off your phone. Silence your phone, including the vibrate, because the vibrate makes noise. Right? No dings or pings. (laughs) And where does this verse say God is? In the secret place. (gasps) Wow. What does that mean? It's a secret. Have you heard the secret? What's the secret? God's in the secret. There's an aspect of meeting and knowing God that you can only find in secret. Christians are to have a secret life. Not a secret life of sin and indulgence, but a secret life of spending time in God's presence. Ah. And when we do that, our souls are restored and we're led in paths of righteousness. And of course, there's lots of other things, but soaking prayer is just one practical way that enables us to do it. The Bible says, meditate within your heart on your bed and be still. You know what the word still means? Shut up and don't do anything. Like literally, look it up in the Hebrew dictionary means don't make any noise and just lie there. (laughs) Wow. Meditate while you're lying down quiet. Why Why do we have to do that? You know why? Because our lives are filled with clutter. Our minds are filled with clutter. And there's so much stuff in life that it's hard to tune into God. 
And so you have to discipline yourself to find times that are uncluttered. Carol Arnott, John Arnott's wife and leader of the, uh, one of the most uh, incredible revivals that's ever hit the planet, started back in the mid-90s, and, and really it's still going. We were powerfully influenced. And I know Carol personally. I know John even better. Uh, soaking prayer is, uh, and the term soaking prayer kind of came out of that revival in Toronto, um, uh, the, the phrase, I think I explain it in the exhortation that's posted in the uh, online newsletter and on our Facebook page. It's just a, a, a common or a, a up-to-date term for a very ancient practice. Soaking prayer, this is Carol's words, in essence, uh, is resting in the presence of God. It is calming yourself and putting aside the distractions of the day to focus your mind and heart on the Holy Spirit. It is time without an agenda. Boom, boom. Very important. It's coming to God without a list. There's no agenda or any sense of having to do something. We call it soaking because it is about submerging yourself in God and His love and soaking Him up like a sponge. But it's really just a, another form of prayer and can be called, in fact, the traditional name for it is contemplative prayer or quiet time. So Kathy Spaulding actually has a testimony from experiencing soaking. And then Peter's going to play instrumentally for some time. And we're going to take five minutes. And if you're joining us online, I encourage you just to listen to the music and try to remove distractions if you are able and just rest in God's presence and tune in. But here's Kathy to share her testimony from soaking. Um, yeah, so so um, years ago, uh, I was, it was in this building. We had come and we had had a special um, speaker and she was, um, I guess she played, did she play violin? Violin, yeah, she was, Ruth Fazell was her name, and, or is her name. And um, so the room was different, so it was over there. <laughs> um, and so she started playing the music, and she said, just take time and just get into God's presence. And it was probably the first time that um, I had done it. I laid on the floor, and I can, I can still see it. It was the music started to play, and immediately I was um, in a different place. I was in Ireland on a bluff or what I would think it looks like in Ireland. And there was just the fog all around. And I stood there and the Lord just spoke to my heart. And it wasn't, it wasn't, I wasn't asking him anything. I wasn't asking for anything. He just met me there and I felt his presence in such a powerful way. I still, I can still see it. And sometimes when I'm like, okay, God, where are you? In my mind, I will go back there and say, okay, this is where I met him before. I remember being there. And it just, and it, it wasn't words. It wasn't like he spoke words to me, but he spoke words to my heart. My spirit connected with his spirit. And it was a powerful um, experience to just really sense that God, <laughs> the God of the entire universe cared about me. And he cares about you. And we're so busy and we're like, okay, God, could you do this? And could you do that? And I'd really like your help today. And I'd like you, maybe you just spend time with him and just allow him to love on you, hug you, 
let you experience his touch. So, yeah. We're going to do this right now. Close your eyes. Open your hearts. Open your spirit. Holy Spirit, we set this this time, this five minutes right now, aside to encounter you. We sanctify this place, this space, this time for an, an encounter with Jesus, with the Father, and with your Holy Spirit.
Far too often we make the things of God far too complicated. And God wants us to uh, know how to get into his presence and it's much, much less complicated and difficult than we think. And so you know, we just took five minutes to rest in God's presence. And uh, I don't know how you felt, but I could feel a change in my spirit as I, as I tuned out the distractions and just tuned into him. And so that's what soaking prayer is. It's as simple as that. Let me give you a few more scriptures to help you understand the biblical framework for it. Another very, very uh, uh, familiar uh, verse, and it's, it's repeated frequently throughout the Old Testament, is this command to be still. Be still before the Lord and wait patiently for Him. And, and as individuals, we often, uh, you know, our response to trouble, to difficulty, to uh, stress, to problems, is to try to fix it. But we need to learn that, hey, you need to stop and let God fix it. Sometimes you need to pause and let him get in the front to, so that he can lead you. But if you're dashing in to whatever you're facing in life and not taking time to be still and wait, you won't see the deliverance. Because he needs you, to, he wants you, he wants us all to learn this lesson, lesson to how to be still. And soaking prayer is a way to practice that. Psalm 46, it says, be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. When the whole world is in upheaval, our response when we're in relationship with God through faith, in the Lord Jesus Christ, is that we can still ourselves. That means we can be quiet. That means it's the opposite of being anxious. All right? It's learning how to cause your spirit and your body and your mind to slow down and come to a place of rest because you know who God is and what he can do. Psalm 62 it says, for God alone, O my soul, wait in silence, for my hope is from him. The psalmist declares that it's he understood. And the Bible says this so that we can understand our hope is only found in him. And so we need to learn how to wait in silence. And soaking prayer is simply that, or contemplative prayer, or biblical meditation is another uh, term that is used for this throughout Scripture. Sometimes that word is used, meditate on the Lord. That means quiet yourself and focus your thoughts and your heart on Him. Timothy Keller, very, very famous scholar, author, and pastor, wrote this. He said, there are three basic kinds of prayer. There is the upward prayer, and that's prayer and thanksgiving that focuses on God himself. And we call this the prayer of all. That's praise. That's, that's saying uh, 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 great things about God and, and declaring all the works of the Lord. And that's something that should be part of our prayer life. 
Uh, it's very important. Then there's <clears throat> outward prayer, and that's supplication and intercession that focuses on our needs and the needs of others in the world. And this requires, this type of prayer requires perseverance and often entails struggle. And so this is your prayer list. This is the people you're interceding for. This is when you're saying, kingdom come, will be done. And you're praying against uh, bad things in, uh, that is going on in your life or in the world. And you pray that God's will would be done and intervene. And, and that's, that's really spiritual warfare. And he says, then there's inward prayer, self-examination and confession. That brings a deeper sense of sin and in return, a higher experience of grace and assurance of love. How many want to experience that? A higher experience of grace and assurance of love. This is the prayer of intimacy. Soaking prayer is this form of inward, intimate time spent with God. Again, we need to practice it. Here's a verse from the New Testament in Hebrews chapter 4.11. says, Let us be diligent to enter that rest, lest anyone fall according to the same example of disobedience. All right, so, you know, Hebrews is one of my favorite books in Scripture, and I can exegete the whole context and what this means. And yes, it, it is speaking about much more than just a experience of being quiet in prayer, all right? It's a, uh, this is a very powerful verse that talks about um, that we need to enter into the rest that was uh, accomplished by Jesus Christ on the cross and not make uh, the uh, same error that the Hebrews in the Old Covenant did when they didn't enter into the rest that God provided them through deliverance from uh, uh, Egypt and slavery, that we need to enter into rest. But that, the, the word that we need to be diligent to enter into rest is almost an oxymoron. You know, it's, it's like you need to really work hard to not work. Okay? In the Amplified, it says, let us be zealous and exert ourselves and strive diligently to rest. Yep. I love the Bible. Because it's so true. No. <laughs> we have to work hard to not work. Because we're wired to work. We think we got to solve all of it. Yep. But really what we need to do is work hard to learn how to rest and not make the error that our forefathers did. Intentional rest. This is a hard thing for doers to do. I'm a doer, Okay. I like to get stuff done, all right? And so the way I do this is I, I go, okay, this is actually doing something. I like to trick my brain, all right? It's like, I'm going to do rest. I'm going to get really good. At, I'm, I'm really good at getting rest done. <laughs> and so I've done this. I've, I've soaked for hours and hours and hours on end. And it's, it's hard to not go, uh, fall back into the, uh, the, the activity mode. <clears throat> and that's why it takes practice. Jesus said, come to me, all who labor are an, and are heavy laden and overburdened, and I will cause you to rest. And, and again, in the Amplified, it says that this means I will ease and relieve and refresh your soul. 
as Christ followers, if you've come to Jesus, and if you haven't come to Jesus, if you have not accepted his invitation to eternal life with him, eternal life is not just about living forever. It's fullness of life. When you accept him as Lord and Savior, when you confess that his death on the cross was payment for your sin, and you bow yourself to him as Lord and Savior, and you rest your hope that only through him can you experience salvation and freedom and deliverance from sin, from sickness, and from hell by trusting and his death on the cross. And then Jesus said he came to bring you to the Father. And so soaking prayer is an opportunity for us to come into the presence of the Father and experience that ease, that relief, and the refreshing of our souls. Don't be too busy to receive what Jesus died on the cross to give you. All right? Soaking prayer, it's simply spending time in the classroom of silence. Right now, I generally soak with instrumental music. One of the things that I learned years and years ago, for me, it's better to have a, a playlist that has an instrumental song or two, and then a scripture, a whole, usually a whole chapter of scriptures, because I, I bought an uh, audio Bible. You can download it. It's free even. It's amazing. Everything's free these days. <laughs> and then it'll play some music and it'll play a chapter of scripture and then it'll go back and play some music and then I have it play the same chapter and I've laid in this room for hours on, on end and heard the same chapter or the same several chapters over the course of an hour or an hour and a half probably 20 times and every time the scripture is read I'm like wow that, I didn't hear that the last time because your position in a place where your, your spirit is open. Soaking prayer takes practice. We've done five minutes. We're going to do 10 minutes next in just a second here. Um, but I encourage you to set aside five, 10 minutes, 30 minutes, an hour. In fact, this afternoon from 4 to 5.30 at our Vine campus, we're just going to have instrumental music, and it's going to be open for any of you that want to come and spend time soaking. And we're going to do that this Sunday and next Sunday and then two Sundays in December. Just to create a space where you can come without distraction. Uh, and so, but you can do this anywhere. You can, get, you can pull off uh, uh, the road on, in your car, close your eyes, turn on some music, and just take five minutes and reconnect before you go into the house or go into the office. Soaking prayer does not come naturally. Soaking prayer is counter to our culture, all right? But soaking prayer is so, so powerful. A few practical steps. Schedule time apart from regular Bible and prayer time. Again, this is time without an agenda. So it's not the intentional prayer that I talked about a few weeks ago. This is time where you just, you don't have an agenda. Whatever happens, happens. If you fall asleep, it's okay. It's biblical. <laughs> Young men will dream dreams. Old men, uh, young men will see visions. Old men will dream dreams. You got to be asleep to dream. <laughs> Close the door. Remove all distractions. Instrumental music. Actually, just you, go to YouTube. <clears throat> you type in soaking music, and they have whole playlists, hours of music that you can, uh, and with video if you want. Uh, do it often and longer than you want. 
<clears throat> Pastor Mitko comes here regularly, does it one hour a day. Pastor Dima, I've mentioned this before, he's a friend from Ukraine, and uh, he, just, he just did this uh, at least an hour to an hour and a half every day, and it led to a revival in his church. Um, <clears throat> you need to stop, look, and listen, tune in, and, and be open to what God wants you to do. And one thing that I've found this really helps me is I always have a pad of paper and a pen so that when a thought comes, like, you need to change the oil in the car. I don't, I'm not saving that thought. I write it down so I don't have to remember it. You need to give John a call. Give John a call. You know? Or if God speaks to you something, write it down so you, can get it, so you don't have to store things in the brain, but you can open your brain and your mind and your soul to encounter God. Uh, and then incorporate scripture in creative ways and encourage others to do it by saying, hey, I was soaking last night and this is what happened. And so talk about it. And we don't talk about it enough here and that's why we're taking this whole Sunday to do it. So let's take a 10-minute session. If you're at home, you can uh, stay with us and join in. But at the end of this 10 minutes, we'll close. Um, if you're here, I encourage you again. Let's just, if you want to lie on the floor, it's a safe place. You can do it. We permit that here. Uh, or lay down on the row of chairs. That's fine. Let's take uh, 10 minutes and enter into God's presence. I, I will extol you, my God, O King, and I will bless your name forever and ever. Every day I will bless you and I will praise your name forever and ever. Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised and his greatness is unsearchable. One generation shall praise your works to another and shall declare your mighty acts. I will meditate on the glorious splendor of your majesty and on your wondrous works. Men shall speak of the might of your awesome acts and I will declare your greatness. They shall utter the memory of your great goodness and shall sing of your righteousness. The Lord is gracious and full of compassion, slow to anger and great in mercy. The Lord is good to all and his tender mercies are over all his works.
Lord would say, I've come to give you life and life to the fullest, life abundant. To all who are thirsty, come to me and drink and I will give you the water of eternal life. Don't be too busy to miss the opportunity to receive from the Lord your portion of the river of life. Take time. Visit with the Lord. The word in scripture translated worship at times can also be translated visit, like when you go visit your friends or visit your family. The Lord just wants you to know he wants to visit with you. And he's not in a hurry. He's got eternity. And he's inviting you into this eternal relationship. Take time. Time without an agenda with God as all soaking prayer is. And I encourage you to develop a discipline of spending time in God's presence without an agenda. And I guarantee you, if you do this, it will restore your soul. And you will be led in the paths of righteousness because that is the promise of God's word. As we end the service, I encourage you here and you at home as you're watching to know that God loves you. He demonstrated it by dying on the cross so that he could have this kind of relationship and spend this kind of time with you as well as time with you while you're at work and time busy doing projects. God is available and present in every, every aspect of our lives. May you be blessed this day, this week, and this season with the knowledge of the presence of the Lord and learn how to practice that presence on a daily basis. In the name of our Lord, our Savior, Jesus, amen. You are dismissed. We do have prayer team available, prayer and rhema team available here for those in the building, for those online. There are sign-ups available that you can receive prayer and rhema ministry virtually. Uh, uh, and so if you'd like some prayer, if you want to receive a word from the Lord, you can come up. We've kind of changed things so it's um, uh, uh, safe and we're practicing distancing and all that stuff to, to be safe during this season. Uh, otherwise, you are dismissed. Please greet one another in a safe way <laughs> and respect one another's uh, uh, space uh, in these days where we're uh, fighting this uh, COVID thing. And uh, let's just believe that God's going to bring a quick end to this pandemic. Yep. Amen. Hallelujah. God bless you. Thank you so much for coming. Next week, we'll be sharing on worship. Uh, you are dismissed.